Pickaxe. Oh, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? Oh, what's the best game where you play a dead guy? Hey? You'll find out in DJ looks boring. What are you that, on about? It all of great. their games, they look boring. It doesn't look boring. It looks like it you're an assassin on the Isle of Man. But it doesn't have the kind of, wow. The steampunk quail-based economy is incredible. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> VG247's Best Games Ever podcast is ostensibly a show about figuring out what the best game in a weirdly specific category is, but it's actually just about petty arguments. You should listen to it. It's good. Is that it? That's the whole promo? Uh, yeah, I was just doing And it. that's supposed to make people subscribe, is it? Yes. Okay, good luck with that. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody out there, welcome to Extended Rest for the month of June 2019. This is the last one. This is the last one for Arc 2. We're done after this. Um, thank you guys for joining us live. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, but uh, first let's do the thing where we go around the table. I'm Jason. I'm normally the Dungeon Master, uh, but tonight we're just going to be breaking down some stuff uh, story-wise. Go around the table, starting with Bree. Hi, I'm Brianna Marie. I play Clara Rothdale, the... Drow, half drow fighter on group C. Or I did. I still do. I mean, you still do. I mean, yeah. Unless you haven't, like. Uh... Unless I have plans. <clears throat> uh, and Xavier. Hi, I'm Xavier, and I play Donovan on group A. And Ryan. Hey, everyone, I play. I was about to say, I play Ryan. You do! <laughs> I play all the time! Uh, yeah. Such a good role I player. I play Ryan. That plays Ferris. <laughs> so meta. Uh, and Susan? I play Maddie Rewin, the human cleric on uh, Group A, but and? the big thing lately is I play Althea Arkenscape mm. on an extra game. Mommy. Well, uh, stop that. Who said that? <laughs> I, I, you don't know who said that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean... We all know who said it. Uh, and Mandy. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Mandy, and I play Iris on Oopsie, and I didn't say mommy. Did you? Now you just did, so you broke. Now you did, yep. yeah. No proof. You just no said proof. it while denying having said it. <laughs> <laughs> and Jameson. I am Jameson. I sit on mute a lot in Group B. Well, recently, yeah. And Val. <laughs> Hello. I'm Valerie, and I play Elena on Group B. All right, <clears throat> let's get started. Let's get let's start here with Group C. That is episode uh, 71 of Arc Two, uh, and we we got a lot to get through. And I'm <clears throat> I'm really happy with how everything turned out. Before we posted this, you were a little. Like, you knew what was happening in the other groups. Yes. And you were a little afraid that maybe our uh, group C would kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit because it's not it's not such a grandiose thing. It's much more of a character-centric yeah. uh, type thing. After, after it aired, did you feel the same way? I don't think so. I think um, there was a lot of payoff to it. Like, it's no group B. But we can't all be group B all the time. <clears throat> so... 
I, I think it turned out really good. Hmm. I think a lot of people really liked it. I think there was a lot of conversations about it on, like, the Discord and such. So, uh, I thought it was good. Mandy, Ryan, what about you guys? <clears throat> Go ahead, Mandy. Uh, let's see. Well, when I came in... Um, I kind of had an inclination just because I got the secret that, ooh, the royals are in the city. And my mind went, <laughs> so, so I kind of figured they would go in that direction. So I didn't feel any worry of where it was going because I had secret knowledge. And then after that, I was just like watching the, you know, watching Jasper's head explode. And it was good. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, there was a, I mean, it's a completely different type of storytelling that we're doing right now versus like Group C versus the other groups. Yeah, there's a, a there's a lot more of a climax for the other groups within ours. It's just like, OK, well, well, they're they're living and they're trying to start their plans. Um, so I think that's going to pay off much later on. And we're kind of setting that foundation. But I really liked how it came out. I I like that you guys are doing different stuff. Like, I, I think that's the variety we're looking at. That's the reason we have different groups. And I think that um, we just did these surveys, and we're still doing it. Um, I'm sure someone could throw up a link to the uh, survey in the chat. But essentially, we've been gathering <clears throat> your thoughts and feelings and opinions on stuff that we've been doing the entire arc and <clears throat> Patreon, Kickstarter, all that. And <clears throat> a lot of people really enjoyed the whole character span for Arc 2, getting to know these characters, getting attached to them all and stuff. Mm -hmm. If anything, it pissed them off more when someone died. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Which is a good <laughs> thing, in a way, because... Then it pissed an equal number off whenever anyone got brought back. Right. It's, like, it's the a, equal and opposite numbers. <clears throat> it's a, it's a tightrope. But yeah. I, I, I really have enjoyed getting to know all these characters, and it felt like... Um, the the ending for Group C, I don't know, it, it felt like it just meant more because, like, everything that happened with Avalan, let's just take that right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Everything that happened with Avalan in <clears throat> in that episode... Poor baby. Um, <laughs> I think I walked into that episode kind of, not attacking Avalan, but it's like, he needs a handler, like a yeah. fucking grizzly bear yeah. like he's like he needs someone to watch it but there's a lot of remorse when he's talking and there's like like, like he has he has an inkling of, like, he obviously knows what he did yeah and it's <clears throat> it's interesting that he just flat out did not have the control to stop in the moment mm -hmm. do you guys see that being a problem in the future let's say when you're stuck on a <laughs> ship <laughs> I Personally, as Clara, I think she'd probably keep a closer eye on him from now on. Like, she... I think that both Jasper and uh, Clara, at least, I can't speak for Jasper, but, like, at both Merrick and Clara probably feel like it was equal parts their fault that that happened at all, because they're supposed to be, like, the ones kind of in charge of everything. Even though, like, it was never official. Like, they aren't in the army or anything, but... I feel like, yeah, she's probably going to keep a closer eye on him, but for his own good. Like, <clears throat> I don't think she sees him as dangerous mm. because yeah. she fought back against someone who was hurting him at the end of the day. Like, as much as it sucks that that guy died, <clears throat> right. yeah, he didn't deserve that. 
he was the enemy in that moment. He was the one who was being aggressive, who was scaring him. And right. I don't think she would see that as a problem on like a ship because no one's going to attack Avalon. Yeah, and I think Avalon's the the type of person that if a familiar voice told him to snap out of it, he would. Right. And and we were kind of missing that. And I think any everybody in the group or nobody in the group really knew that that's what Avalon needed. That that's that's kind of the big thing that was missing with him. Uh, but now some of us do. So I think we can kind of fill that gap. Um, but I, I like what was put in the, the chat as far as um, they feel like the werewolf on a ship is going to is... be cause more problems than Avalon. <laughs> yeah, that's Commander yeah, Ames said that. I, I, was, I was just going to bring that up. That's, it's, it's pretty tough to meditate on a ship where, let's say, yeah. you're in the middle of a big storm or something's attacking or you're in mm-hmm. combat with another ship. Like, it's really tough to just say, okay, time out and back off. It's, that, that could be an issue. I don't know. Do you guys have a plan for if something were to happen like that? Like, worst case scenario? Stab him. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> That's, that would be in yeah. Varys' head, is grab the dagger and stab him. Oh, you man. get a promotion, Varys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think Varys would go right towards, like, oh no, werewolf kill? Well, not kill, but I think he would do the first, like, stab. Would he really, with Merrick being his hero? Yeah. Is he his hero anymore, though? Ooh, I'm... Well, yes. So there's there's some complicated feelings there right now with, with Varys. But ultimately, it came down to Merrick gave a directive, basically, that if I wolf out, that's, that's pl- the next plan. Grab mm-hmm. that dagger, whoever can, and stab me. Not kill me, but stab me. So that would be the first thing that he does. That's kind of the other interesting thing about having Avalan on that boat, though, is because Avalan just proved he doesn't know how to stop. And it's and he was told yeah. that's his job if, yep. if, if Merrick ever turns. So that'll be interesting if that ever com- comes up. I hope it comes up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ryan knows of a way to stop it, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. I have some stuff with, with like skills that I could use to help stop that, but it's one of those things that I would have to wait for it to actually happen because Varys doesn't know. Mm. Good. Eliminate that meta. I'm trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> speaking of, okay, let, speaking of Varys, the whole talk you ended up having with, um, with Merrick, the the not telling him off, but just kind of laying yeah. it out there. It's like this: if we're going to continue, this is how I feel. I feel undervalued, underappreciated. Like you, you know. Mm-hmm. Did did that go off like you intended it to? Uh, it. I think it actually went better because in my head, I'm one of those people that like. So on the car ride home that night. I was just like playing out a million different things of like, okay, well, the conversation could lead this way and then it could lead that way. And then I'm sitting here going, all right, fuck, now the whales are dead. Um, All right, so back up, what's going on here? And then trying to figure out some sort of way of how it would play out. And it didn't play out with any of the plans that I had. Um, But I think it was was much better than, than what I, like the nine million plans that I came up with. Is... 
I have to be careful how I uh, how I ask this because I don't want to allude to anything. Just um, let me ask this. Okay. I asked this on, on, on Patreon, which you guys can find at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R and listen to Group C talk all about their adventures for this arc. Uh, that's some prime shilling there. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but where do you guys... Okay, immediately when we pick up arc three, mm-hmm. where do you guys see things kicking off because we're not skipping time mm. so i asked you guys on patreon where do you see things maybe wrapping up at the end of arc three where do you where, where do you ultimately want to go but now you're on this ship you have a crew working under you mm-hmm. do, have you guys thought about how you're going to adjust to that you're going to be bossing people around they're going to be working for you you got to keep up their morale you you will be at ship for days and days and days at a time weeks depending on where you decide to go is the weather going to cooperate what if you run into another ship. Do any of you have experience on a boat at all? Ferris? Uh, <laughs> I mean, they didn't know what a I, boat looked like. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> well, I, I so remember I think those rules. Ferris lived on the dock. So, so he would obviously know, like, probably the ins and outs and basics, but I don't think it would be like, all right, long voyage, this is how everything has to happen. Um, I think some of the basics, he might have some of that knowledge. But also the other piece is he wouldn't be used to kind of taking charge or bossing anybody around at all. Um, so that would definitely be a uh, a culture shock to him. I feel like Clara um, might take to that. I think it possibly depends on dice rolls and things like that. Mm-hmm. But Clara was a soldier for a while in Aubrey. Um, one of the, like, she wasn't a leader, but she knows how that system works. She knows what needs to get done. She knows how leaders should act. So if it came to it, I think that she would probably take to that pretty well. Um, but yeah, I guess it kind of depends on what the ship's crew is like in general. Well, I mean, you guys rolled for it. They're responsive and they're, they're good at their job. They're they're just going to need direction. So you guys have all the tools that you need. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess it's just how you use them, like mm-hmm. how you you know. So if it goes wrong, it's our fault. Yeah, saying that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but so I also see Clara, and not necessarily the one behind the scenes uh, <clears throat> making all the decisions, but at the very least, like the face, the one that's going out and giving the orders and barking them, because that's something that she's familiar with. She's mm-hmm. she's comfortable with that. Maybe used to that chain of command type thing. Command. Yeah. Command. Chain of command. (laughs) (laughs) New game from Square. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing else to contribute. No, you're. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna get to Group A in just a second. I. Oh yeah. I made this is one of the most peaceful wrap ups I think we've ever had. Um. I mean, we've only had a few wrap ups to be fair. Well, no, no, I'm talking about. Well, okay, I'm talking about the show's history. Mm. Like, Group C kind of started rough with the disease and stuff, and you guys, you got where you're going, you ended up picking a direction and going with it, and you wrapped up pretty, it was pretty cut and dry, and that it's like, oh, this, this, I count this as a, as a total win. Just, it, you got a <laughs> boat, you're off, you're gonna do your thing, and that was it. I, I'd say Group A and Group B's, uh, endings were a little muddier. Mm. Um, 
got stuff coming. Yeah. Valerie, what did you think of the end of Group C? Oh, it was wild. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I loved it so much. Good. I good. I agree with everything that everyone else has said. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Please elaborate on whatever points that you'd like to. <laughs> oh, I think I get it. Okay, I get that. There was something that I wanted to um, mention, though. The something to do with um, Avalan, sure. where. Uh, Oh, this is what it was. I'm I'm wondering if he even realized that he was still capable of doing what he did. Like, you know, I I think the other members in the party, you know, you said that they they realize that they need to, you know, keep a closer eye on him, but I'm not sure even Avalyn knew that he needed someone right. to keep an eye on him in the first place. Yeah. I think when he was talking about it, though, in, in Umanero, especially in the last episode, you could tell that <clears throat> one, he was very remorseful about it. Like he, you could tell that he understood the chain of events afterward, yeah. not during, yeah. he was just kind of lost in, he just saw red. Yeah. Um, but after the, uh, after the fact, he absolutely knew because he was, he was kind of tiptoeing around it and apologetic mm-hmm. and, just before you guys went in, you were going to go into the, the house. And he's like, okay, let me prep you for the stuff that happened. Oh, I really fucked up. Yeah. Like, it was very, you know. Whoopsies. And hats off to Zach, dude, because. Oh, I, yeah. I just want to say, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> <laughs> How was that for an Avalanche impression? It 10 was, out of 10? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, 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 no go ahead. I just want to say, like, Zach, if you're listening, uh, like, you play one of my favorite characters on the show. And, like, I love your stuff. And I don't think I ever got the chance to tell you. So if you listen to this, man, uh, go for it. I really love how you play him. And a thing I wanted to say that I don't think I had the chance to say, too, is that, like, I love how Group C kind of, like, responds to Avalon's things. Like, parents who find out that their, like, kid is bullying other kids in school or, like... <laughs> Or a dumbest domesticated animal who like bit someone, but like I, I'm still waiting to see someone treat him like a strange, weird sociopath. Like, right. like the person, like, like the other angle. Like, I, dude, like you committed a crime. I'm gonna report you <laughs> yeah. to the police. I think like, that we've all had I'm, the ability I'm, to like. First, Ephany invited him to the group, so like Ephany was that middle. And then mm-hmm. when Varys and Iris joined, it was like Clara and Merrick were like that middle where they would explain what's going on and like, don't worry, he's not going to stab you. It's going to be harder to argue that now. I admit to that. But, <laughs> but I love it. Like, yeah. I love how, how much care and love like your characters have within one, with one another, too. And I'm just like, that's just a, another angle that could be interesting yeah. in the future to see oh yeah i think mm-hmm. if if it, there weren't anyone there to soften that blow for sure mm-hmm. i think one day that would be really funny and and there's nothing yeah. to say that maybe one of the crew members sours on him because yeah. exposed no one's been exposed mm-hmm. to avalan outside of the party for a long period of time yeah so if and, and survived <clears throat> but yeah and survived. <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah so i mean i guess we'll see yeah. how that goes and <clears throat> man i 
cannot wait to play with you guys again because I I already miss yes. sessions. I miss it so much. I know. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to it. Um, let's let's move on to Group A. Uh, episode seventy two uh, of of Arc Two. My favorite episode. Wonderful. Oh, you know what, oh, Valerie, beautiful. kick us off. Yeah. Kick us off. <laughs> Tell us about it. What was your favorite part? Oh, I see. I <laughs> I like the part where they find out that all of the uh, bandits and stuff are all vampires. And I'm going to be really embarrassed if that's not true and I was told a lie. <laughs> And now I'm saying it live. Who told you? Find out in Arc 3. (laughs) Who gave you the outline? I want to know. Who gave you the spark notes of episode? Yeah. Who let you cheat on this exam? (laughs) (laughs) I think you did, Jason. Oh, probably. (laughs) Spark notes aren't cheating, they're a study guide. It's fine. Sure. And torrenting (laughs) is fine if you own the disc. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What are you talking about, Val? <laughs> you own a disc. It, yeah, just, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so, Group A. <clears throat> uh, group A has had a rough few sessions getting mm-hmm. getting to Donhurst. It, it actually felt like you guys were never going to leave Aubrey. Uh, and then you did, and then you went back, and then you did. Uh <laughs> Great. So you get to you get to Donhurst. General impressions, guys. What were you expecting when you walked in? I think I was expecting expecting pretty much what happened. I it went as well and as bad as I think it could get. Uh, I think we I thought we would do we would be doing a little more exploration. But I'm really glad we didn't because it kind of like wrapped up everything like neatly and just in the like the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was expecting this kind of like weird discovery of the aftermath of Ruby and like seeing like the callbacks you made. Like I was hoping for those and uh, like finding the stuff that they did. And uh, I was very satisfied. Good. Yeah. It's. I expected all the bandits to still be there. The only thing I wasn't expecting was the vampire bandits. <laughs> can I? Can I tell you? Yes. I've been saving Please. one more thing. <gasps> There's one more bullet in the chamber for that whole reveal. It's because Trent. It's Trent. He's a werewolf. It's Trent. No. Um, <laughs> he's a Trent wolf, which is oh, weird. His, he turns into a Trent. Yeah, he just turns into, he turns into a Trentier version of Trent. Oh, his dreadlocks get longer. His oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's he crazy. He picks up acoustic guitar. What <laughs> <laughs> grows out of his arms? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, there is there is a member of the Fang that we have not talked about yet, and we will get to that in arc three. Wait, in general, like a, a member of the Fang we do not know? Yes. Or a member of the Fang that we know of that we no, haven't... No, uh, we haven't talked about this member of the Fang on the show because we just didn't get to hang out with him enough. We haven't talked about him yet. 
Okay, on a level of one to ten douchey, how douchey is this character? Uh, fucking ten and a half. Oh, uh, wow. Also, <laughs> it is someone that people have been asking about for many years. Ooh. So it is someone that we know of. Know of. I, that's all I'm going to say. You're not getting any more out of me. So it's done. an Arc 1 character who has returned in Arc 3 <clears throat> as a member of the Fang? And douchey. I got nothing else to say. But hmm. you're saying a lot. I got Get to it, else. chat. Yeah. It, it's, an R- it's an ARG. Go. Steve, figure this out. <laughs> it's Steve. No. It's Steve. It's been it's, it's Steve all along. Shut up. So, okay. I I wanted to get to Donhurst really quickly, uh, just to talk about general stuff because I they wanted ask, to get to Donhurst really I, well, quickly. You yes. didn't let them, so No, uh, and the reason we didn't get to Donhurst so quickly. Uh, is because you guys were dealing with a box in the woods. Oh, yeah. Do you think anything's going to happen as a result of that fiddling you did? Yes. Yes. What do you think is going to happen? I think we're all infected with whatever random disease. I think Group B's going to have to deal with it. Oh, no. Yes. Probably. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be somewhere else, probably. Or we'll be dead. <laughs> You know what the worst part is? There are three people on this call, and me and Jason, who have access to a list of diseases that it could possibly be. Mwah. And none of them are fun. It's good stuff. No. There's no fun disease. No. Yeah, there's there's no good disease, turns uh, out. Well, some of them seem a little fun. Do you think you okay. got one of those? <laughs> no, no. Okay. And that's that's assuming that you're infected with anything. Uh, right. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Uh, no. What I l- love about this is that Susan rolled a ten on like how much more battery life there was on the necklace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means that we have no idea when this is going to come back. It's going it, it, like a long time could be not that long, and it could be like arc four. Like we we yeah. don't know if it if she if you had rolled a one, it would have been like all right. I guess we're dealing with that next. Right. But now <laughs> yeah. it's just like out there. We have no. Uh, like time reference is just gonna happen at some point. And here's the thing, I'm a patient enough man. I could wait years. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll bring that up in 2024 when we're, <laughs> we're all God. just sitting around. You know, we're finally I got, getting around to maybe opening those gates. So. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I see you. I see. <laughs> the Countess. This is a character I've been waiting to get to for a long, long time. I I cannot wait to interact with Group A as her. Uh, specifically Ubo. Oh, man, am I going to press <laughs> buttons. I cannot wait to fuck with Rob. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? In, in a yeah. nice way. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah because mm-hmm. Rob is famous for his patience when he's playing Ubo. That's yeah. true. <laughs> I promise we won't try to Kill your vampire boss in the first session we encounter. <laughs> you, here's the thing. You of all the people to make that promise, that that's, means something. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. You're not. And you're when not... I make promises about not killing vampires, I keep them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a callback. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god! What are you guys thinking might happen in that situation? Because you're dealing with. Well, you're walking into a mess, I guess, is the easiest way to put it. 
Yes. Yeah. I hope that Maddie's ex- previous experience with vampires and then Donovan's willingness <laughs> to interact with vampires will give us some, you know, diplomatic leeway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys are like working with like the most notoriously actually evil vampire. I know. And I know how it's going to go down is that she's going to have a thing for every one of us, uh, like a moral <laughs> dilemma, a choice, something to fuck with us. That's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, as long as she's not a slaver, right? <laughs> she is, just for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, just yep. like eight <laughs> slaves. Just like, oh, yeah. Bring out the slaves. Yeah. She's got like a charm bracelet with slaves all yeah. over it. Like it's—I don't like even know a bunch how that. Of little children who look suspiciously like Maddie used to look when she was the age when she first became. Ooh. Yeah, and they have to make oh. sweaters for her all day. Yeah, only it's... if it's her sister. And then there's another so Maddie's there's a man following behind with like a, a sad violin. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes she just kicks them hope. for no reason. Like just. My only hope is that the Countess thinks of the Fang as as big of idiots as everybody else does. <laughs> I mean, they're not on her level. Yeah, but I kind of hope that she's just like, ugh, with them the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like she's a rich lady who got a bunch of yappy dogs because she thought they were cute, and now she realizes they're just annoying and poop everywhere. Man, this is a commitment I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, just, I just love the disappointed matriarch with the idiot underlings. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I kind of love that idea. Uh, I cannot wait to explore that 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 house. That fu- just ah, uh, I've been waiting. Useful. Here's, yeah. here's what I'm worried about. She's gonna recognize her armor on the yeah. sofa. I wanted to bring that up too. Um, that was brought like, up in the chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's gonna be. We come in with a lot of information or like history with the countess. Like we have a few things we could go about, like in our diplomacy spiel or whatever it is that we're gonna do there. But like, I'm really, th- I'm gonna be thinking all summer about like, what do we withhold? Do we tell <laughs> about? Like, which city sent us? And we tell about it. We know about, uh, like, Eric, the, the dude who's who who went to get the, the armors. Like, do we save the armor for a bargaining, bargaining chip? Do we hide it? Do we keep Masoka in it? Like, there's a lot that we could go about. And, like, I'd rather do that, like, briefly out of game before we get into it. So we don't just, like take a lot of time on the episode one deciding what the best plan of action is going to be. I, I was going to ask too, you guys don't usually have this long in between episodes. We don't usually take a break. Is this, do you feel like that's going to mess with your processes? Any of you like give you too much time to think maybe. Not really? I don't have that kind of like brain power to <laughs> keep a, a thought going for too long. So I, I think I'm good for the rest of the summer. <laughs> I have my Google Doc all filled all all filled up. I'm good. Nice. So I guess we should talk about Group B. I guess we should talk about Group B. All right. <clears throat> Episode seventy three. Let's get into it. Um, let's get into Gauntlet Gate. Let's get into. Uh, demons and gods and all kinds of big, big stuff. Um, so... How about the fact that Group B took my god 
my favorite god. Wow. And they get to talk to him, not me. <laughs> Even your favorite, my character. <laughs> hey, hey. Four years ago, I was the one, Jason was coming up with the god list. Don't bring and, me into this. And I was like, can you please add Vecna? He's my favorite. That's fair. You got the hipster. Oh, before. Yeah, I, I liked oh, yeah. it before. It was cool. Ugh. And then Jason made him an anime bishy, <laughs> which feels like it compounded the problem. I didn't, but <laughs> we're, all, we're all on board for that. I don't know what yeah. that is, but it sounds silver gross. hair was. You knew. He has long silver hair. It's a fantasy world. They don't go to supercuts very often. <laughs> but then Bree, that saves you the. Yasha. You know what you did. Here's the thing. No matter what I come up with, one, the name's going to be mocked. It's going to be turned into a fetish, and it's it's probably going to be anime skewed. Yeah. If, if seven yeah. years of doing this yeah. has has taught me anything. Yeah. Unless the name of Vampire Edward. Uh, look, that's the that's that's not called for. That's my fault. I I took responsibility for that many years ago. <laughs> but no, that was that was a fucking awesome episode. I again. I want to start doing that, uh, where we watch it together on Twitch or listen to it together on Twitch. Because, man, seeing you guys out there reacting to everything was really friggin' cool. And, uh, yeah, you know, just so glad we could share that with you in the moment. So, a lot of Group B is missing, but I want to... Okay. We got someone who is alive for the episode... And we got someone who was not alive for the episode, but that's good because I get two different perspectives on the action. One, Jameson. Mm-hmm. How how was it to just sit there? Like you can't do anything in the moment. Well, I mean, there's there's kind of two. I I took kind of two approaches to it. One was it was just fascinating to listen to, right? Because I'm just sitting there live listening to an episode, pretty much like in stereothon, just for me and Alex. <laughs> uh, so it was it was fascinating to listen to. A lot of cool shit happened. It was it was a great time. On the other hand, just like with the last time when Larg was almost resurrected, I had a I had one sheet with Larg notes on it and one sheet with backup character notes on it. And it <laughs> Every round, I kept flipping the page because I didn't know <laughs> what to expect. Uh, but but that's good, I would say. Like, if if I had known right at the beginning um, which way it was going to flow, it would have been a lot much less interesting episode. So it drives me crazy, but I wouldn't have had it a different way, you know? One of the biggest questions we got... Um for the living in theory about our three we did on uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R. You could find it there. Um, is, do you and Alex get to know whether you're coming back or not? Like, you people are coming back. Obviously, you're our friends. But you don't know if your your characters are in limbo. They exist in both the state. And we have people ready to yell if you come back and ready to yell if you don't. Yeah, I'm gonna yell either way. I feel okay. um, I'm just gonna yell. Just, I'm just, 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 sounds. just cut to a montage of me the entire following day, just yelling in all the different parts of my daily life. Uh, <laughs> we need to do yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. I I don't know, and I know Alex doesn't know. And we've talked about what we're gonna do if we do come back, and we've talked about what we're gonna do if we don't come back. 
Um, and I have no idea. And it, and I've said this before and Jason knows this, but it fucking kills me to not know. <laughs> this is the second <laughs> time it's happened with Lark. I know. Not knowing for multiple months whether or not Lark's coming back or whether or not I have to roll up a new character. And here's uh, the thing. I didn't know where yeah, the episode no, was going to. There's, there was no way you could, anybody could have known. So, you know, it's whatever. And it'll be all the better when I, we finally do figure it out. But I, I don't know if Lark's coming back. And uh, neither does Alex and neither does Jason or anybody else. And um, I'll be thrilled if he does come back. Uh, and if he doesn't, um, I've got at least 11 characters ready to go. So. <laughs> uh, Valerie. Yeah, that's me. Uh, let's talk about gauntlets. <laughs> yes. First, then we'll get to badassery. But okay. <laughs> we very rarely have an instance on the show where the loot gets talked about this much, or at least the math behind the loot. Very often it's, oh, that's a cool weapon, or it does this, or whatever. This is one of the first times where, like, the instant it happened, I saw it in the chat. I saw one person mention it. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then, like, it, it, it kept going. I, do you have thoughts on this situation? If For everybody out there listening and you don't know, um, there were, there were gauntlets that were given to Elena that increased her strength score to 20, I believe. 19. 19. That's, that's 19. the crux. That's the, the crux of it. Yes, because it changed the modifier. Right. Sorry. <laughs> so they, 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 they boosted her up to 19, which did nothing for the modifier because I believe she went from an 18 to a 19, correct? Yes. Okay. And then the world shit itself. Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I've been thinking about this a lot and I have a, a few thoughts. Okay. Um, this is where the, she's just going to go on an obscenity laden tirade. <laughs> That's exactly what I imagined. And please do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Listen, motherfuckers. Um, I got, <laughs> I, ha- I have some points that I think, um, the first thing is, is I, don't know how D&D works. So, uh, cause I, I mentioned in the episode, I said, <laughs> um, I, I mentioned, you know, shouldn't it be given to someone else? Cause I, in my head, I was thinking that's just a plus one to anyone else. It would be plus more. I didn't think about modifiers cause I don't know how D&D works. Um, but but that was sort of a concern for me as well. I was like, well, I want it to go somewhere where it's going to have the most impact. But um, I don't remember who it was. Someone brought up. It's like, yeah, well, you're the only one who's going to be physically hitting things or slashing things. Like, you're the one who needs the strength. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. The second thing that I've been thinking about for a while is, and we don't really go into it too much, um, with, like, loot that we get. We just kind of assume that we know how they work, maybe. Um I think all the characters know is that there's some cool gauntlets and maybe I'm thinking like, oh, maybe like when we put them on, we like felt a little bit stronger. Like we felt this like power surge to us. And that's why we sort of knew that it affected our strength. Um, With that, we don't know how much it does. Like for all we know as characters, it's like it boosted me up. A bunch, you know, like that's not something that the the math isn't something that our characters are privy to. So I feel like even if um, 
you know, it didn't do anything for the modifier and it should have gone to someone else. I think in the moment, us maybe realizing, okay, this has something to do with strength. It should go to Elena. And we don't know how much it actually helps. It feels like it helps, so let's go with it. You know, I think it's important to keep in mind that we're doing what our characters would do and our characters don't always have all of the information that we do. Right. And it's so good. That, that's that was so good. Yeah. That I've, really I've been good. thinking right. about it a yeah. lot. And <laughs> like, I think yeah. I think it's a testament to how badass Elena is if after that fight she goes like, I don't need those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, be like, oh my god, these gloves! <laughs> like, she doesn't know. Like, it would have to be that like she takes them off and she does something badass again and is like, it was inside of me all along. You are the Kung Fu Panda. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's like um if in real life I found a really cool like mini paintbrush, I'd give it to Jason, even if it only improved his mini painting a little bit, because I don't paint minis. Like, right. I was trying to think of a good, like a good right. metaphor, but it's like you give the thing to the person who can use it, not because the characters don't know the numbers, like you said. I pictured these bulky metal right. gloves that, like, I picture like these big things. So, like, like I don't picture Calden wanting right, them, or exactly. it's like, yeah, let me yeah. take those big heavy gloves. Well, can only wear like, one anyway. Let me take That's true. two gloves. <laughs> That's true. One. If Group A finds a really cool shield. Yeah, Anvin's going to get that, because even if you don't know the numbers, he needs a shield. <laughs> but if you guys found, like, a big hammer or something, it would probably go to Ubo, even if mathematically someone else could make more use of it. That's my thinking, anyway, trying to apply it to a different group. But right. it's like, you give it to the person it makes sense for in-game. And I think typically. I think sometimes it's just a bridge too far, where, like, a lot of people are like, okay, I get this is a role-playing show, and I get that the... But come on! Like, yeah. now you're just... Like, I think there's just... Every once in a while, someone will just see it, It's like, but... Really? Like, we're yeah. just... We're not even trying. Like, that... Nerds that, love that. numbers. So. Oh, totally. Yeah, like, we have to keep in mind that, that D&D is a game that everyone plays differently, and some people really like paying attention to the numbers, and right. that's okay. That's yeah. just not the type yeah. of game that we play, you know? Well, think, think about who your next most likely candidate would be of the surviving members of Group B. It would probably be Tatiana... Yeah. Tatiana's not going to run up and start punching shit. She's no. still going to hang back and shoot stuff. Yeah. Like it's that's yeah. not going to change the way the character acts, and it shouldn't. So it doesn't make any more sense, even mechanically, to give it to somebody who's not going to use it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like ultimately, like I know the the argument is everyone can like benef- like benefit from better athletics checks. Like everyone can benefit from like being a little stronger. That's mm. basically the argument. And I get it. And like, even if you're in the non meta, really, if you get down to it, if you're a party event of adventurers, like you want to make sure that every possible advantage is on your side, but also like, cause yeah, like behind the scenes, like, yes, I am a min maxing, like number, uh, number nerd. <laughs> like I love that. But on the show, really try to just like, like Val said, like, Try not to know that the definition of Gauntlets of Ogre Power is that it gives you 19 like yeah. strength score. Uh, that's a that's a hard instinct to fight. To yeah. When you, that's just something you're trained to do. You're trained to pick it apart. To pretend you don't have that knowledge is tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want Lara to come back and and she's just like, 
Here, have one of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we just <did> it. <laughs> you punch with your left hand, I punch with my right. <laughs> Let's go. Love it. Yes. Um Let's let's jump to the end of here. So <clears throat> we get to see a demon lord. We get to see a god. Um I'm excited about both because neither have ever been on the show before. You guys get to speak with Vecna. Kicking off Arc 3, that's going to be your first session. What the hell is that like? What do you, like, what, what it's like, hey, kids, let's rap? Like, what are you ready to do here? Like, what? going to pull out a chair and get on it backwards. Yes! yes! Put his elbows on it and, like, so let's you summon a demon face. lord. You screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my that first Larkin. thought was, well, if Vecna shows up, then then, then Larg and Braylon are coming back. But after the session ended and after I thought about it, I was like, "That's there's no way it's that easy. There's no way that he shows up and is like, yeah, everybody gets a get-out-of-jail-free card. Here we go. Yeah. Like, you know, you also name five relatives. They're all back, too, you know. Uh, <laughs> So I don't expect that to happen, which makes me super curious about what is going to happen. Because if it's not that, which I think is probably a lot of people's first assumption, um, like there's nothing, n- there's never been a resurrection that was given up for free. So even with the you God of Undead, <laughs> <laughs> I have not read your surveys. I'm not going to read your surveys. Uh, but like when the God of Undeath shows up, it doesn't mean it's going to be easier. It means something's still going to have to be traded. I feel that's my, that's my guess at what our next session is going to be. He passed them out like Oprah though. Like you get a resurrection. And you get a resurrection. And this dragon, whoops. Oh God damn it. (laughs) Um, It's interesting though, because Jameson, you said that, you know, you think a lot of people's, first instinct when it's like oh Vecna shut up is that oh these people are going to get resurrected that's not what I took from it at all I when Vecna showed up and was like listen guys we're going to have to talk I was like oh we just got in trouble doing something (laughs) we weren't supposed to be doing and now dad's mad at us (sighs) and is going to scold us like I didn't even think anything about oh this will get them resurrected I thought it was you guys accidentally summoned a demon that's a big no-no. We're going to have to talk about how we're not going to do this again in the future. <laughs> like, Give me that belt. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you I, belt you, of you can't be responsible with this. The belt of right. Vecna. It's gonna be a, I'm going to have a back after class. Now. Um, oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to see what happens because I genuinely have no, no idea what the meeting is going to be like. like I, I can't even... It can go in so many different ways that I'm I'm so excited to just see what happens. No, I, I want to. Oh god, sorry. Go ahead. Good. No, I was just gonna say no. I I honestly hadn't thought of it that way, but it makes perfect sense. Like nobody, at least on the show, to my knowledge, knows what the purpose of the bell is. So if Vecna shows up and says, "Hey, stop it." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. that'll be super fascinating you know like i i my my assumption when we first did it and and maybe it was silly for me to assume that other people uh immediately thought this too my assumption was like if you successfully complete the ritual vecna shows up 
And that's what happened when, when Mox and Donhurst didn't do it right is he wasn't able to complete the ritual because he did it by himself and got eaten by demons. And we, and now you can see why I think the initial, um, I think the initial impression was like, he was a fucking idiot, but he just bit off more than he could chew and it got too rough and he couldn't keep his concentration. Yeah. Um, but it could have been worse if he had gotten further along in the ritual because so Sogoth is just a, one of the random demon lords. Like I had Ian roll and I was praying that it wasn't going to be Darmok again, but like <laughs> just we're, we're, we're prepping for artwork to get done and all that. I am so into it, man. I, I just, the way, the way you reacted, the brass balls on you, Val. Yeah, I didn't know because you were like, you're like, I was like, I'm not gonna go hit the tentacles, and you're like, really? And I'm like, I guess not. I was like, it's very, it's very, I'm the person that hit things. Here's a thing. Let me hit it. Like very, very straight. It was very straightforward in my head. Maybe it's because I am very naive <laughs> and I never know what's going on. But like, I was just like, ah, oh, tight. Here's another thing to hit. Let's do it. I get it. I get that. (laughs) Do you guys have any closing thoughts about the Group B situation? I want to take questions for the chat, too, uh, in just a little bit. So start thinking of questions. Just what we're doing on the break, all kinds of stuff. Uh, So hold those questions for just a little bit. We still got to talk about Eladrin. Oh, yeah. Something. Yes. Um, So I... I don't want it to make it like a personal thing because it's not about me, but like it's about like just the whole thing with Sogoth and Elena and Sogoth did something to her and we don't know what. For Stop me it. personally, this is really, really exciting because I feel like I'm n- neither Elena nor Sora has ever had a big like purpose or something that they're outwardly striving for and that we they outwardly talk about because I'm not good at making <clears throat> those things happen like I I can't think that way um so for something like this to happen that even even if it was like cut short and like something only halfway happened it's a demon lord. It's going to be something serious. And what I'm really excited for is I hope Jason tells me what it is and not, <laughs> oh, Valerie, come up with it on your own because I don't want to. <laughs> I want to be told what's happening so I can figure out how Elena's going to react and how she's going to move forward with this. And I'm really excited for arc three um, to see what happens and and really help myself work on Elena and come up with with something maybe that she's now has a a purpose that she's passionate about that she wants to do whether it's get something back or figure out what happened to her or or anything like I think it'll be really good for me and it'll set me up it'll give me a path for something that I feel like I'm a goal that I'm going towards rather than always just like oh well I'm in this party and I'm going along with them and I'm I'm really excited for that okay <clears throat> not to interrupt let me let me tell you right now because we haven't talked about this at all behind the scenes or anything I want you to think about the wording of what she said Mm -hmm. when she did what she did now 
I had to think of something really horrific. Yeah. And I had something. And we're going to go with it. And it's going to start pretty early in Arc 3. And it's essentially a huge roleplay softball for you to knock it out of the park. Because okay. I think you've been doing okay. fucking amazing. Oh, um, mm-hmm. And I, I honestly think you've had a better connection to um, Elena than you did Sora. And yeah. I think you've... You've just been hammering at home. You 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 give yourself less credit than you deserve, uh, and I think I think everybody on the show would would agree. So yeah, seriously, stay the course. You're doing fucking great. Thank was, you, guys. I was so happy when when Sogoth said like the the phrase like I don't know what the exact words are like, and now I take I, I have to take something from you something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I, grinning at like listening to it. What a what a beautiful unexpected setup for arc three. So come, yeah. We knew Vecna was coming. We knew there was something with, like, we expect Larg and Braylon to be involved, but, like, <clears throat> this little wrinkle at the end, like, specifically for Elena, that came out of nowhere, like, not out of nowhere, but, like, out of Elena's actions. And it was such a, like, you want to talk about, like, anime? Like, what a good <laughs> anime villain moment that was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, that was cool. Yeah, and, now and, you find out that one of the back characters is actually one of the main characters. Yes! Val? Not just, sorry, so go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Val, can I tell him what you told me when we saw each other in person about this episode? What did I say? Okay, (laughs) so Val, this was the weekend after she recorded this episode, and she was telling me all about it. And she was saying, Sogoth took something from me. She took Elena's virginity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Elena's just gonna be like, "Ow, my hymen!" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Help! I need an adult. Someone screen cap this. Okay. This is the late night conversation. Yeah, this is what. Yeah. Yeah, so I was going to say that uh, I, I really like that that happened with Elena, especially right after the previous episode where she had been pretty much ready to quit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Larg and yeah. both die, and she's having this moment, and she's like, I want to go home. I don't want to do this anymore. The The fight starts. She gets into the fight because that's what she does. Yep. And she essentially overcommits because that's what she does. <laughs> and now yeah. she's she's invested in a whole different way, which will carry her into Arc 3. So I really liked that that moment came after the moment from the previous episode. Was yeah. my entire point. Like it was really good the way that lined up. And I was worried for a little bit because I was like, Elena doesn't want to do this anymore. Does Elena have to leave now? Like, is she like really gonna like quit? Like, I I, I wasn't sure, but but you're right. Something as big as this is is gonna. I mean, it's gonna have to keep her with everybody else because she has to either figure out what happened or find a way to fix it because it's obviously going to be extremely. Uh, it, it's it's an an enormous whatever it is. Um, yeah. So I mean, she can't go home after that. You're so right. I'm I'm just I'm waiting for arc three. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really really <laughs> yeah. excited. Um, so I, I will say this: the Val, the fact that you went in and basically made the decision of if I was in my character's shoes, she wouldn't want to be here anymore. And then not even thinking about the repercussions to that, but just putting yourself in the shoes and then going, well, there's no logical reason why I would be here right now. 
And that's mm-hmm. that's something that you don't see in ninety nine percent of D and and I don't know. I've had to make that call before, but for somebody that quote unquote doesn't know D and D and all that stuff, yeah, to make bullshit. that level of, yeah. a, of a role play is is amazing. Oh, thank you. Can That's I? So sweet. Okay. Our listenership isn't like this, but I almost hope there's one dude out there, one dude who's super angry that he's not on the show and Valerie is. And it's like, she doesn't even know D&D! I just, one guy. One guy. That's, I hope it eats him alive. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. I show up. She doesn't even know her modifiers. Like, I want one email. Just oh, one. <laughs> We're going to get one now. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I mean, you guys was... knew how little I did with my characters. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts me. No, does it? Are you going to write that email, Jameson? Yeah, imagine. I should have two characters in group A. And she outrolled me in hit points by one. Like, just. (laughs) It all comes down to that. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Aladrin. Let's talk Aladrin. Oh. Oh, boy. Um, Let's. Let's get into it. So the 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 session at DragonCon had to be a little rushed uh, because of Mandy and all her fault. Uh, but <laughs> we, Theriathon. Theriathon. Sorry, what did I say? DragonCon. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, I got DragonCon on the brain. Sorry. Um, so that had to be a little rushed, and and we got to where we needed to be, but. I think because of it being a late night session and all that, it didn't stick with us like we like we really wanted it to, you know? So we had to do some catching up behind the scenes, and you guys got to talk stuff out. It's all in the behind the scenes. <laughs> um, how ready were you guys for, for this stinger? Because we don't usually do these types of things. It's not scripted, but it's not a session. It's kind of in between, and it was just – it's like, hey, there's a story thing we want to record, and – we're kind of out of time. Let's put it at the end of... Because it's not long enough to be its own upload in the feed. I was dead ready. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had plans. Okay, everyone thinks yeah. that it was in response to Mommy Gate, but that... Jason, you can attest to this. I hit you up not. even before the first you recording. You did. You did. And I, I knew about it. And it's, it's one of those things where to people, okay. Um, Jasper's had similar stuff where there was a thing Jasper was getting ready to do. Mm-hmm. And at the last minute, he just didn't pull the trigger. He's like, uh, he, literally, we were at DragonCon. We, me and him were taking a trip oh, somewhere. Yeah. I stepped into the elevator. He stepped in with me. He's like, that thing? Don't worry about that thing. It was a real Goodfellas <laughs> moment. It was the most East Coast conversation I've had since moving. That's how like, Jasper like talks. Yeah, a lot. It's like, that thing. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. He thing. never uses nouns. No, like, and it's like, <laughs> gotcha. I, it was just like head nod. Like just that, that's it. Like I got lots it. of head nodding. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that's that's been a situation before where I just like you know I'm gonna let you ruminate on that if. That's something you still want to do. I think it's great. If not, we're still going to end on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> Just <in the> chat. <laughs> so 
going into this, how did you feel? Are you nervous at all? Because I, I'm the one who asked you. It's like, hey, how do you think James is going to react to this? Does he know? And you said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the thing. Yeah. How does it feel to be a bad friend? Like, no, that's, actually, no, it, that was the only yeah. point that I actually felt, like, guilty about this. When Aww. I actually sat and thought about how James would feel, but then I hit him up and he was like, no, it's felt, it was great. And it was exactly what I told yeah. you, Jason. So, if I could screenshot it, Jason hit me up, he was like, how do you think James is going to feel? He's going to laugh, and then he's going to say it's perfect. So yep. I hit James up afterwards. And he said, yeah, I laughed, and then I thought it was perfect for character motivations. Mm-hmm. I could screenshot both conversations. <laughs> Listen, you're not on trial here. I mean, not for us. <laughs> no, no, Some of the listeners. You know how Some I would argue that she is. <laughs> I work in the law office. I could provide the discovery for you. <laughs> so – so when we um, – before you recorded the episode, Jason told a few of us – I think it was before a Group A episode or after. I don't remember the context, but you did kind of tell us what was going to happen in that group. Like you had that idea of an like, Eladrin group. Like I knew. I knew about the artifact and like the Eladrin city. I knew about Odyssea coming back all of that. There was something that wasn't mentioned to me that was going to happen and it's the Susan factor. And, <laughs> and like you Susan know when – when, when um, Bart tells Lisa, like, you want to see the moment his heart breaks? And, like, he, <laughs> he, 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 um, frame, frame his wife, frames right, Ralph right. Wiggum. Yeah. That's, that was me. That's one of my favorite gifts, anyway. I use that one all the time. I felt so betrayed. I know. I can't it's, trust you anymore. Xavier hit me up and said that. <laughs> oh. I love you, Xavier. I love you, too. I'm not, like... I think it was perfect too. I think it was a, like the yeah. best decision too. And James was the right guy to do it too. Like, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. And... I think there's only a few people I could do that too, mm-hmm. and James is one of them because we're like this. <laughs> we are tight. <laughs> but now it just rules out the possibility of Dagon calling my character Mr. Page at some point. Oh, so think about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's it, here's the thing. Okay. We read some surveys, and we got some feedback, and I think <laughs> what a lot of people had a problem with, with that, was the fact that we didn't, they, they felt we didn't build up the Eladrin enough. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the air of mystery around it, because I felt like if we spent 10 episodes with them, it wouldn't be any more, it's like, what's the artifact? What are they doing? I, it wouldn't be asking questions, it'd be like, oh, we're flashing back to this, and we were just taking something that could be two episodes and dragging it out. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool just to roll, <clears throat> uh, just to have these characters roll into Theriathon, record a thing, and then set it up for the stinger. I don't think it needed more than a couple of stingers, personally. That's just me. But I think yeah. a lot of people felt that Dagon deserved a longer chunk of story. Yeah. So I, which, I can see that, but there's yeah. one of the things that you've mentioned as as long as I've known you, you've been saying that this is a living, breathing world. Yeah. Other stuff is happening behind the scenes. Other stuff is happening throughout the world that we don't get a chance to see. And I think this is one of those beautiful examples of, hey, look, there's something going on. You didn't get to see all of it or what led up to it. You just get to see the pinnacle of something happening. Yeah. And then it drops off again. 
And then it leaves this mystery of like, oh, shit, what just happened? Why did that happen? And causes so many more questions. So I can see both sides, but I love how it played out. And I would just like to point out something else that was happening during during Theriathon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So if there's a point at any time where I'm quiet or any of the cast members besides James and Alex are quiet, it's because we are messaging each other. Because I'm going, hey, guys, I have an idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I we think all this thought is... you were going to talk about oh. Mommy Gate. We all did. Mandy mm. was prepping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. Charging up. <laughs> Real quick, though, before we move on, like, uh, the argument of we should have spent more time with the Aladrin. Because I had thoughts about this. Um the other night when I was thinking about it, because I was looking through all the responses, and something that strikes me, and the reason that I think you're right about, like, the smaller story being better, is no one said they wanted more Aladrin so that they'd understand why Dagon's mother did what she did, or so that they could have known Ryan and Alex's characters better. It was only for Dagon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A character that's already well-established. Yeah, exactly. That's the... If anyone had been like, man, I feel like if I had spent more time with Susan's character, I might have understood where she was coming from more. I would Mm -hmm. be on their side, 100%. I'd be like, you know what? She could have had more time to establish that. But no one said that. No one... No, I was I was ready and willing to be the villain in that scenario. And I think that it's pretty clear why you did it. But, like, you know... I think, I think you dethroned. Sorry, I just want to say I think you dethroned to me. You dethroned the Black Hand as like the best villain, like at the end of the arc, just like right at the finish line, like. And I mean that in a good way, like just yeah. like storytelling. Why? Yeah. Why is like it was so ironically perfect, and I didn't see it coming. That was the best part too. Yeah. The, uh, the sorry, Jason. Villains, the best oh. villains and everything always are the ones who think they're doing the right thing, right? So, I mean, you could even say the same thing about using that artifact in the first place. God knows what that's going to do to the whole continent. So, <laughs> so I mean, you yeah. could see that entire Aladdin group as being yeah. like, if not straight up villains, then at least. You know, I don't know the word for it, but shit stirs basically. Like, it's going to cause a lot of problems, that entire group. And the fact that they were all in on it. Uh, and, and and also, just from a narrative point, just to kind of um, what everybody was talking about, wanting more Ladrin to, like, lead up to it and everything. I see it as a perfect epilogue for Dagon, honestly. Like, yeah. like it's it's the culmination of his entire arc is bringing back the people that he was used yep. to Ooh, remove. Yeah. yeah. And in doing so restoring his own younger self and starting over from the beginning. It's a complete it is as perfect a character arc beginning to end as the show has had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I don't think it would have been as perfect as if he had survived that last episode. No. For being honest. It, yeah. And this is one of those things to talk about mechanics for a second. Uh, I can give you a perfect example of this. Go back to Arc 1. Uh, go back to Talia and Ian. Mm-hmm. You have a room full of people standing there. And when I say a room full of people, I mean 11, 12 people in a Skype mm-hmm. call. And I got a lot of shit. I still do every once in a while when people hit it. Mm-hmm. It's like, no one got a chance to save? It's like, okay, well, think about this. To what end? They're standing on the opposite side of the room. And 
at, you know, say what you want. They didn't see that coming at the time. They said it after I had started describing. It's like, oh, wait, wait, I have a thing to do. You didn't at the time. Mm-hmm. And if we played like that, where 12 people get a chance to do a sit, statistically, yeah. you will always succeed. Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. interesting will ever happen. And the people who are like, oh, Dagon should have got a chance to save. Why? There were six people there counting him, and none of them were sticking up for him or trying to stop it, I asked specifically. So let's say he lives through the stabbing. So he's got one leg, he's bleeding out, and he's in the middle of a city where no one's there to help him. What's the point? And his mom just stabbed him. (laughs) Right! And that's the other thing, is like, okay, the the only cool thing that I could come up with if he had gotten a saving roll is like, I guess then you deal with the fact that Dagon might try to kill his mom in return, and that's kind of interesting. But again, one leg, bleeding out, he'd lose. Yeah. There are four other people in the room that want to kill him. Like They didn't even want to kill him. They just weren't jumping to his defense. So I'm like, okay, well, uh, I mean, this just makes more... I think that story-wise made more sense. And I understand that's not how the mechanics are. I understand that's not the rules as written. But in that specific instance... I just think it fit better. And I'm really glad James agreed. And, you know, it wasn't a problem. If it were a problem, I'd sit and talk to him about it, of course. But yeah, I, I, I if it were one of my characters, I absolutely would be like, yeah, that just yeah. makes that just makes sense. You're one of the biggest dissenters for yeah. Theo living of all of the people. And I love Theo. But yeah. like in that, it's like he got his throat slit. I feel like the mechanic should have been different yeah. or something. And it was 40. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but yeah. And I don't think it opens was... the door for like insta kills all the time by players no, or like no. yeah. we're not no. we're not in danger of like being killed and can't like not being able to do anything about it at all times. Like it was so specific and it was perfect at the moment too. Yeah. I do and like, also everybody yeah. that was there was anticipating this to happen. They all knew that it was gonna happen and so they were just accepting the fact that it's like, all right, it's time. Yeah. You, Right, right. That's the thing. Yeah, I remember now, like, the shock after the initial stabbing. And then when every other person on the call said, I'm not stopping it. Oh, I'm not stopping it. Like, that's when it really hit me and I started smiling. Like, this is good. And James saying, like, I can't believe you Game of Thrones me. (laughs) (laughs) So pure. The Lannisters send their regards. (laughs) (laughs) So... That moving on from that, let's talk about possible consequences. I wanna I wanna really go conspiracy theory brainstorm while we got everybody in the call here. What consequences do you guys see happening with there being two sets of Eladrin? Two sets of Eladrin, nope. two cities. I think okay. there's gonna be a war between the two of them. Yes, that's I don't exactly think they what I was can gonna put say. up with them. I think it's gonna be the opposite. I think they're gonna join forces. Eladrin no, love nothing more than Eladrin. Yeah, but the little bitches are going to be like, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) It can only be me. Realistically, how many of you can say that if you knew someone who was exactly like you in in every single way that you'd get along with them? I I I punched myself in the face after spending two days with me. I think we'd be too (laughs) awkward to talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Just head nods. I would kiss me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've always looked forward to a twin. I'd be like, "Hey, we know everything about each other. Let's get, sh- let's make everything happen." You, you know, like sexy. Well, one of us goes there for a twin. One of us go to work. I was say, do "Why don't this. you go to work for me?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but who say, was the first clone? Yeah, some, <laughs> some multiplicity. 
Yeah, exactly. We were the first Aladrin. That's what's going to be said. And then the other ones are going to be like, well, we're the better Aladrin. But then we didn't which get one do away. I shoot? And then they're going to punch each other. <laughs> and the rest of the world is going to stand back ones. going, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> That's I my theory. Great. I think it's great that the most vain people in the history of the world are the ones who have duplicates. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's different personalities. Like, you just said, like, you you and your clone, Jameson, wouldn't get along, like, would be too awkward to talk to each other. You'd probably just sit around drinking beer in silence. I feel like if the dwarves were to all get an opposite and equal, that's probably what they would do, is they'd all just kind of get along. Oh, yeah. A labyrinth? Yeah. I don't um, think so. I think they're going to hate each other and they're going to try to one-up each other and the rest of the continent's just going to stand back going, let's just see what happens. East Coast, I, West Coast, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think initially there's going to be like a, like a, oh, yes, we have got our glory back and they're going to start to work together and then it's going to devolve and then there's going to be yeah. conflict and then it's, but in the beginning they're going to be great. So that's where everyone's going to be scared. And then it's going to be devolving, 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 and then there's going to be interconflict, and then oh, the first Eladrin's going to kill the other Eladrin, right? I think that's what's going to happen. Well, that was that was both Dagon's first instinct and his mother's first instinct was well, one of us has to die. So yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. I think it could end up in an interesting dynamic if the Eladrin that have been there get a hold of the tower. And they use that to their advantage. Because if they mess with that tower at all, the entire existence of the second set disappears. Right. And for those of you who are curious, uh, you could go to uh, our Patreon at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R. And you can listen to a complete Living in Theory we did about Arc 3 where we answered tons of questions, mostly about that artifact. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can listen to that. I will be answering questions. Uh, we'll be taking questions in just a couple seconds. I see you, Commander Ames. One second. Go ahead, Susan. I was just going to say, I think that's going to be where the there's not they're going to hold the power over the old Aladrin's head, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to say, we have this artifact. This is where the power of our city comes from. We know how to use it, and we know where it's stored. So you all have to work with us. That's. I think that's where the power struggle is going to come from. But sorry, I'm done. No, don't be sorry. I'm. I'm really excited to get to it. It's. It's one of those. It's one of those things where it's like, all right, all right. I think we got a handle on everything here. And then this big, like, new thing. It's like, well, I don't know. Fuck everything I wrote. Like, let's just let's just, <laughs> let's just see how this interacts with everything. And I like that. It, it's really cool. How about we take some questions, guys, and then wrap stuff up for the night? Do it. Uh, Commander Ames, this is a good question. It was asked on The Living in Theria. I didn't give a straight answer, I don't think. So let's give a straight answer tonight. What would happen to a child uh, that an Eladrin from the bubble had with someone from outside the bubble? So, to be clear. Uh, the Eladrin that exist within the bubble can leave the bubble at any time. They can, they, they exist for, 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 you know, all intents awesome. and purposes. Yeah. They, 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 they do exist. They live, they breathe. They, you know, there's, there's some, already there's some debate. It's like, do you have souls? Do you, like, how does this work? Souls? Yeah. What, what happens? Are like, we sharing? Are we sharing? Yeah. Can I have it on weekends? So the only, <laughs> the only rule is nothing can happen to that artifact because if it were to be damaged or shut off, Everything goes back to the way it was. So, 
in a situation where a child was born via an Aladrin and then someone outside of that time manipulation. The child would still exist if things were to stop with the with the Urion. That the, the child would still exist. Now, if two Aladrin from within the bubble had a child, the child and the parents would both be gone if the artifact it, it does not boom. Gone. Done. I thank you for the George Carlin reference. Holy shit, you got that? Yeah! Oh my god, I thought I was going way deep. No, dude, I have a little David collection. I had the the stack of that. Congratulations, I am so happy. We're best (laughs) friends now. We are! (laughs) I didn't get it off the bat. Once you said George Carlin. Someone's printing up souls. Jesus Christ. I'm so happy right now. Do you want to see karate in the garage? Yeah, there's so much more room for activities in this stream. <laughs> What's your favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to? Good housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> oh, you wow. guys are just friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what happens if the Odyssey Ladrin mess with the orb? Um, they need to control it to its final destination, but will cease to exist if they mess with it. Right. It can't be touched. Don't touch it. You can't move it. You can't, it's just, it's just there. They cannot, no one can touch it, but they could theoretically shut it off if they wanted to. I don't know why they'd want to though. I don't want to live anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they're going to be the self-sacrificing type. I don't think the Eladrin. I don't get that vibe from them. No. Uh, is there anything you guys want to talk about? Also, I guess you guys could ask questions too if you want. I don't really give you guys the opportunity to do that no. and, and stuff like this, but you can. Sure. You. Mm, okay. I don't know I what got, to ask. You know I what? You each question. get one, and I got to answer it honestly. Oh, oh shit. from you. No, I think I want a better one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that's more pressure. I'll, I'll, I'll answer a question from the chat while you guys are thinking. Uh, let's see. I know the collectors are the boogeymen, um, but is there any cult type thing that follows slash worships their practicing? Um, there are some people who see them as almost a force of nature, something to balance things out. That's not their purpose. And we will be getting into the collectors. You can see at the end of arc two, we, we started drip feeding stuff in there. Um, and there were a couple of clues that people just walked on by earlier. Uh, but they just happened to stumble upon them at the end of arc two. So we will be getting into the collectors in arc three. I think that's good. I think that's cool. The, the two keys, by the way. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> fascinating. I can't wait to see what comes with that. Uh, Commander Ames. Oh, one second. Hold that thought. Commander Apes. Okay, new question. Let's say one group... Oh, it's all going to be about Eladrin. Let's say one group of Eladrin don't have souls. Does that mean that demons can start inhabiting those bodies? I have an answer to that question. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, oh. Theology. It's philosophy. Well, theolo- oh, sort of. Okay. So, <laughs> an oh, intro to philosophy. Val that, that instinct that she has that yep. you were talking about earlier. I watched you do it. Proud of you. Let oh. me... Take out my philosophy notes. 
Oh, snap. So there's, there's, there's a thing in philosophy about personal identity. And that's a thing that we talked about uh, uh, quite a bit. Um, there are a bunch of different theories on, um, like, the soul especially. Um, and, and, and what it means and how it works. And there's this guy named Parfit. I don't know his first name. I don't have that written down. Um, but Parfit came up with this sort of thought experiment um, called teletransportation. And it's basically if you, if a scientist comes up to you and says, hey, what I can do is I can make an exact copy of you, everything that's happening in your body right now, you're like it's an exact copy of you and I'm going to put it up on Mars. But in the process, your body on earth will be destroyed. Is the person on Mars still you? This Um, is a video game. I told Susan all about it. This is a video game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, probably it's incredibly interesting. Yeah. Um, And most people would agree. Yeah. That's me. It's the exact copy of me. There's still only one of me. So that works out well with like our ideas of a soul and, and a sense of self. But then the second example is, okay, what if I take an exact copy of you and I put it on Mars, but your body on earth isn't destroyed? Which one is you? Are both of them you? Does only one of you have a soul? Um, are you mad about it? <laughs> Interesting. Does the IRS divide our debt equally? <gasps> that's, that's the thing we talked about. Where it's like, okay, so if you if you guys get split up and one of you commits a crime, are you both? Um, in charge of it because technically it was you that did it or if you commit a crime and then you do it now are both of you in trouble and then there's a whole thing it's like what about our social security numbers and how like we talked about it this is very 70s comic books where do the demons fit in what about the demons Val oh so my point is (laughs) I have a point the point is uh, coming from Parfit's point of view um, it's It's both you Parfait no, it's not. It's not. How dare you? Do not. It's not. It's not. It's delicious. Everybody likes parfaits. From Parfait's point of view, the he sees no issue with having two and we're both the same person uh, because it's it's our idea and our sense of self that's the issue, not that there's two of us. Mm-hmm. And um, a guy named uh, um well two guys really uh they're sort of called the simple view of identity and it basically says um the only you that matters is the eyes that you see through so whichever person that you're experiencing is the real you so in the case of there's two of you the one that's you is the is the one whose eyes you see through, and that's the only one that matters, really. Like that's that's the one that's you. The other one, it, the other one is its own it. Hey, Valerie. Yes. I think that. What about if there are also sorcerers and wizards and demons? And oh, so, my, so my point is. <laughs> is it kind of like an empty car that you can drive? <laughs> so my point is. Um, 
the repl- the old Aladrin, like the that came back. Yes, they have a soul, so no demons. I mean, demons can inhabit it. We've we've seen that, but mm-hmm. they have a soul. It's not like they're empty vessels. That was my point. Ah. Thank they you for coming to my TED talk. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Well, a hundred percent. No, I'm not being facetious at all. I was on board for that entire thing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was excited by how excited you were. No, yes. Um, like I love that shit. That's great. I love that type of stuff. My intro to philosophy class taught me something. <laughs> well, better than mine. That's good. It's I, a class. I learned nothing. Uh, Caboose. In the chat, I'm going to get to everybody. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Val ate up like three people's time. Sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. I, I love you. I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, you were so Canadian there for a second. Oh, I'm really sorry. That oh, I'm so really sorry. sorry. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear no difference. Um, uh, so God's question. In the Ally, okay. In the Living in Theory Accord, you mentioned that Cord's personality is now Craig's. Eh. One second. Uh, so are the mindsets of the gods now pa- uh, post-return much differently than the pre- Okay, so to be clear, that's not exactly how it works. So let's take Cory, for example. Cory no longer exists. But the Raven Queen took all of the life experiences of Cory and sort of folded it into who the Raven Queen already was. It didn't really change the Raven Queen's personality, but it is a lot of life experience and kind of on-the-ground training type of thing. Like being... Mixing it up with mortals and, like, mm-hmm. hanging out with them and, and getting attached that way instead of having, no pun intended, a god's eye view. So, that's kind of how it works. It's not it, – the, the they don't take on the the personality of the last person they inhabited or anything like that. It just kind of gets incorporated. Who's next? Okay. Bree, let's go. Said so you're going to answer? I'm going to answer as honestly as I possibly can without dodging the question. Because this is – the end of our two extravaganza. Okay, then I am going to use my question for the greater good of my group. Can the demon inside of the statuette mm-hmm. in <clears throat> any way affect Merrick's transformations? Mm. I kept it pretty broad for you. You did. Mm. I didn't say you. stop. I said, can yeah. he affect? Um, for the right price, yes. Mm, okay. All right. Cool to know. Uh, Jasper asks, have the Royals ever really done anything so horrible to deserve, to deserve <laughs> Merrick's ire, or are they generally pretty alright folks, uh, who just have fun being adventurous? I don't know, one of them's pretty fucking racist and a bitch, so... W- wow, okay, jeez. Um... Could punch her in the nose one day. I think... Think of the Royals like, uh, quote-unquote good business people. If you're a good enough business person to become... Oh, no, no, if you're a good enough business person to become famous or or even infamous, something like that. You, you, oh, they're like the Jake and Logan Pauls of. Oh no, they're not that terrible. <laughs> no, 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 we're not talking about that. Jesus. Although Tana got engaged to Jake, it's great. Sorry. Who got what? Don't worry about it. Did you say Tana? Yeah. Mongoose? Didn't she put yes. on that shitty con that failed utterly and spectacularly? Yes. She okay, has good. an MTV reality show, and her and Jake are engaged. Good, they deserve each other. Okay, so... They're <laughs> together, but anyway, sorry. Yes, they should just be put in a pit together, somewhere away from humanity. But... <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> Something that I can talk about that no one else knows. Very exciting. I'm sad that I do know. I do know. 
Anywho. I follow way too much YouTube She's going to be staying with us, I think. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, so, so the royals aren't, they don't have a spotless record. Are they evil? No. But they, they, they do have a record of treating people less than stellar if they feel like they're above them. They're kind of a uh, work hard, play hard group. So they don't really think about the quote unquote little people that get trampled beneath them. If you get in their way, they will do something about it. I'll put it that way. Hmm. Who's next? Susan. Okay. Is there anything else in Donhurst besides the vampires? Like any other threat to Group A. Oh, yes. <laughs> Trent. Dot, dot, dot is a demon. I love Valerie's That's, See, you get one question. Yeah. Yeah. Xavier, pick up where I left off. Take it away. Is it demons, though? <laughs> no, you don't have to do it. Ignore him. All right, ignore me. Demon. Ignore me. We'll, we'll figure Xavier it out somehow. You. I don't have a. Oh, I don't quite have my question yet. Someone else. We'll come back. Ryan, you look like you're contemplating. Yeah, I'm contemplating what to ask. Uh, there's no. Pre- you don't have to ask anything. Oh, I'll, I'll ask something. It might be something <laughs> stupid, but I'll ask something. I just um, don't know. I'm what gonna it tell you right yet. now. We're gonna close with Jameson. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Surprise. Because Should because you're in limbo. You're in limbo right now. I feel like you deserve the last question. Okay. I got mine now, though. Okay. Xavier, hit me. Uh, just circling back to Don Hurst. You said that Maddie was convinced that in some way, shape, or form, gods, and you think you said plural, or there's something along those lines that there might not just be a monitor. Uh-huh. Listening or looking at us? In what fashion are we being monitored, kind of? Like loosely? Or... No, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. What's the best? That was the best response. No, please. Don't. <laughs> it was good. When you when because Xavier you said monitored the same way like monitored and I was like a monitored anything I should have apparently it was uh, a great bonus, joke bonus points for you Susan you were just forgiven by multiple people in yep. the chat for killing Dagon <laughs> oh that's all it took that's it. oh good okay good I'm good I'm clear <laughs> oh, wow. oh okay so. <clears throat> let me let me let me give you a little insight into arc three. Um, I like to think every arc kind of has a theme. Um, I just did a, a I just wrapped up a teaser trailer, uh, which is building up to a big trailer. So there'll be a teaser trailer that releases uh, soon, and then a big trailer that releases a little closer to the arc debuting. There are enough things <clears throat> pretty borked on the planet that the gods feel like they need to get involved somehow. Uh, it may not just be Vecna. 
it may be a thing where they're trying to trust humanity a bit more without directly affecting any of the outcomes. But there are demons stepping in for people and influencing the outcome. So the gods feel they need to balance the scales a bit. So expect to see more uh, pretty early on. Perfect. Thank <laughs> you. No problem. Um, Mandy, you back? I'm back. All right. Hi. Hi. Okay. My question, I was going to ask a Vecna question, but I know I want to ask this one. Okay. Okay. The Ladrin city came, wait, what's the city called? Odyssea came back. Sure. And the Ladrin were really crazy powerful. <clears throat> How many, like, Magical artifacts are there now, like, duplicates of? Because I'm assuming they had crazy things, and now, you know, some people stole them. So now there's, like, are there, like, more resurrection scrolls now or something? Because there was a vault uh, in the city. And uh, there's, within the hundred years, the century, basically, that uh, the Eladrim were gone... That city had been picked over and over and over again. And yeah, there's some there's some powerful stuff in the city. Like, we're talking stuff that could probably change the day-to-day lives of thousands of people. Mandy, that was such a good question. That was a good question. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a good one. Some smart people in this guest. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. So I have uh, a question about Dragon Con. Um, oh, okay. It's... You probably would have answered now, that regardless, so you didn't need a special. It, it, probably, but I couldn't think of anything else. So, and we're also two months away. Um, is yeah. there a broad pitch that we get for the the live show? <gasps> and I'm I'm I go as broad as you want because. I know there's probably going to be other things in the works, but... I want to know, too. Ah, Jameson's smiling. Fuck it. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to give you guys a full pitch for the live show. (gasps) Full pitch? Oh, okay. I'm so excited. Yeah. We're really excited to make it a reveal. I didn't ask a dumb question, guys. Yay! (laughs) Think about it. Are you sure? I think. As your friend. Yeah, I Jason. You, went out. You, you can you can bring you can it back it as much me. as you want. Broad. You could keep it broad. I yeah. think about okay. this, Jason. I think I'm not saying sure. Like, just... Okay. I'll I'll let's keep it broad for now. Not to And then you can tell us after. <laughs> you guys know it was Bards. <laughs> wow. It's Bards, guys. Okay, so let me give you cursory. You guys are not the Bards. The, the story is about Bards, but you're not the Bards. I, I want to clear that up. The joke can die now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's over. I know the community loves itself a meme. But... <laughs> How about, okay, tonight, do me a favor, everyone. Let's retire three. Let's, Bards is dead. Uh, pineapple pizza, gone. Let's, let's get rid of that. 
Uh, give me had, another one, guys. One more. On mommy. That. I had input mommy. on mommy. Yeah, mommy's dead. Mommy's dead. dead. <laughs> it's a new, new arc, new us. Okay. Look, Andy can only have one meme at the to- at a time, and the nipples one is funnier. How about that? <laughs> yeah. That okay. Is okay. This one died so. too. <laughs> We're gonna move into the next arc. We'll get a new batch of memes. We'll make T-shirts. I promise. So, okay. Broad pitch. I have literally been working on this since last Dragon Con wrapped. I had a broad idea of what I wanted to do, and then that got really concrete. It ties in to... I've been giving a lot of hints and clues at it. I have spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars getting ready for this live show. Uh, buying props, buying... Um, buying... Uh, all kinds of stuff for this. Me and Bree went in on something and spent hundreds more. I've it's seen big. It. I've it's seen di- it. Yep, Jameson's seen it. <gasps> it's big and I've seen it. Wink, wink, wink. I'm ga- <laughs> I am really close to asking who's coming to Dragon Con so I can get a cursory list of who's going to be on stage. And uh, whoever's on stage, they're going to have a blast. I promise. Hand to heart. That's incredibly broad, and I'm sorry, but it's nope, it's nope, that's, so close. That's that's perfectly fine. I, I assumed it was going to be even more broad than that. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, so, okay, I, I'm being begged in the chat. Hold on. Jason, please, I need to know, was there a deal with the letter scrambling leading to Fairy Thun? Yes, actually, that's kind of a side story in the world, and it's one of those things that we just... I mean, it didn't end up on the show, but it does tie into the demons. It does tie into, I mean, maybe I could write a story and it'll be in the book. I don't know. I'd like Mm. to do something with it. Uh, And I believe, I believe I'm being asked about Tessia. Tessia and Graddick, you'll find out what happened to him in Arc 3. (laughs) Sorry, Minotaur. Sorry. It's coming. It's coming. Trust me. I didn't forget. Um... Only be on stage with Val. We'll do the dice math for <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe Valerie gets a question. I, and then Jameson. Well, see, now I feel bad because these have been really great questions. And I just have, a, like, a really selfish question. <laughs> Ask a oh. selfish question. Okay. I know you can't tell me what happened to Elena. But <laughs> I request... That I at least get an idea of it before we start playing again, so I can have like time to think about yeah. what's going on. That's not so much a question as like <laughs> tell very me emotionally. A plea. Like I, I need to like I, I want to have time to really think this through and like figure out what where I want to go. So, um, okay, let me give you a hint. <clears throat> You remember, <laughs> you remember how I said that Sogoth likes to torture people. That's yes. her thing, right? That's yes. her thing. Yeah, it's kind of hot, yeah. Well, there's more than one way to torture someone. Yes. <gasps> so imagine something that could be taken away from Elena that would hurt her the deepest. Well, that, I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't even know what would hurt her the deepest. I do. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> because i'm obviously not thinking of whatever it is and i'm sure it's like completely like 
perfect. Oh. Wait till arc three. <laughs> you wanted the chance. You wanted the chance to step out for that role play? Yes. You got it. Oh, I'm so happy. Can't wait. <laughs> it is her virginity. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> gonna make a joke no, about it's the her gauntlets, flower. But... <laughs> oh my god! Oh, please don't bring that back. That was like me in high school. I need to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jameson. Jameson, mm-hmm. you want to close us out? Yeah, I think I've got a question. Okay. So. If, in the discussion with Vecna, the, it, it is determined that it's worth it to bring some combination of Braylon and or Larg back, will there be another use of the bell, or is the bell done after that? I would say that depends very much on the conversation your party has. Now, I would not rule it out. I would say... I would say that Group B has a lot to answer for, and... Vecna's not going in with... without a list of things to discuss. So I think it's, it's... it, it depends very much on how they answer those questions. Okay. So there's it's not a, off the tape. There's a chance that, <clears throat> that Vecna comes in and says, no, and we're done playing with the bell. There's a chance that we get basically control of the bell, capital C control. And there's a chance that it's like, okay, you get one and that's it is what I'm kind of reading from that. It It's very much... <clears throat> the bell is almost sat to the side at this point. You're talking mm-hmm. to a god. Mm-hmm. So, technically, this god could bring back you and Braylon and everybody who's died in the last two days, ten years, whatever he wanted to do, but there's a price for all of that. And all mm-hmm. these decisions, he's got to work with other people. So it's not that simple. Okay. <clears throat> and like I said, there's enough going on that you guys have a larger bargaining chip than you probably would have had, let's say, even a year ago. Okay. Okay? Okay. Did anyone else hear the combination of Braylon and Larg and picture, like, Larg's big, bulky, half-orc body with, like, little Braylon head on top? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Monster. Right where the face was Larg. drawn. <clears throat> oh. oh, like the new, little Backwards Keanu Reeves face. meme, like he's just squished down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, guys. Is Keanu Reeves going to be in R3? Rock- Right, so if we can get anything else, why not? <laughs> if if I hadn't asked the merit question, I would have asked what Vecna wants. Because uh, I want to know what he wants. Uh, I want to know what all the gods want, but specifically the one that I care for the most. Uh, what he really, really wants? Well, yeah. he'll tell you what he wants. What he really, really wants. Does it have anything to do with Zig Zig Ah? No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we were all meant to be friends. You're breathtaking. <laughs> okay. Oh All my right. god! Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. 
Uh, keep an eye out for that uh, that trailer. That'll be coming out really, really soon. I cannot wait to get started again with Arc 3. And uh, for everyone who is going to join us at DragonCon, or if you're on the fence, uh, we talked about it at, 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 in our monthly Discord meetup, which you could be a part of if you go to patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R. Five dollars, everybody. Five dollars you get in the Discord. So beyond that, if you show up to DragonCon, we do a fan meetup every single year at GameX. This year, we have sprung for a private party with private catering for everybody to just come and enjoy. There's sliders, there's chicken tenders, there's hummus. Hummus, if you're a vegan. Mm-hmm. We, we love hummus. Like hummus. Yeah. yeah. Just give me a bucket. Hummus is delicious. <laughs> I've never had hummus. So I guess I'm not going to Dragon Con. I'm sorry, I had to unmute myself for that. <laughs> What? Uh, I've never hummus, experienced hummus. The word hummus is disgusting. It's a right? Word it's not a, it's not a sexy it's sounding food. There's different kinds of hummus. It's, you can have plain hummus. No, the we word itself. We have a Walmart nearby. Hey. It sells black bean hummus, and it's right, right, right. so good. I the realize... other day we had cilantro lime hummus, and it was what, delicious. Oh, I realize it's too bad. Hold on, but hold on. The word I'm... hummus sounds like throwing up. Right, okay. Oh. Yeah. If I offered you, if yeah. I offered you a pureed tub of something and I called it scrum, it's like have some of the scrum. That it's not, not a sexy same. word. It's not a sexy word. That's all. It is not. I'm sure hummus is delicious. I'm not going to eat it. Hummus? It sounds okay. gross. As someone who really likes hummus, hummus, hummus does sound like the noise you make when like you clean out your throat of like phlegm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try it. Here's the thing. I will 100 percent try it, Val. I'm on board. You're crying. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I love hummus. See? Mm-hmm. I love hummus. <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to replace right the pineapple now. pizza. Meal. I think everyone in this call is going to be at Dragon Con, right, Xavier? No, right, Xavier? Xavier. Oh. I, don't have, I don't have the money, okay? Oh. I made some bad deals with some bad people. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to ask where your thumbs went. Yeah. Did Rick and Morty take them? I don't... Yeah. Oh, boy, that was years ago. I can't believe how long it was. <laughs> like two years? <laughs> Three, at least. Yeah. My past life. All right, guys. I think it's time to wrap stuff up. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, we will have a couple of things to shove in the feed at some point. Uh, and, yeah, until then, uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R, and we'll be posting things there all summer long. Bye, guys! Bye, guys! Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye. Bye.